I found that we really weren't talking to each other as much as we should. Labor rights advocates were not always speaking to sustainable practitioners who had found solutions to some really tricky aspects of sustainable fashion and vice versa. Academia wasn't necessarily engaging in the advocacy space or with people who are involved in funding this space. So I just saw this spider web of connections in my mind. And I thought, what would happen in the sustainable fashion space if we could really bring people and ideas together? Welcome to TFC Connections, a show about the latest happenings in sustainable fashion. I'm Nicole Clenny, your host and the Sustainability and Partnerships Strategy Manager at The Fashion Connection, a nonprofit based in Washington, D.C., empowering members of the U.S. sustainable fashion movement. If you're familiar with The Fashion Connection, you'll know that over the past two years, we have been hosting TFC Connections with sustainable fashion leaders via monthly webinars, but we are expanding our reach and making these invaluable industry insights accessible to our growing community with our first ever podcast. So each month, new episodes will be hosted by members of our executive board. Through conversations with experts and friends, we'll be talking about policy, labor rights, textile innovations, circular solutions, and so much more. This first episode will be an introduction to our rotating hosts, getting to know our background and how we found ourselves here. I'm joined today by our founder and executive director, Rebecca Ballard, board president and World Bank consultant, Gabrielle Clary, board treasurer and omnichannel retail strategist, Carolina Mion, and our project strategy lead, Costanza Promontorio. Thank you, ladies, for joining me today and for being here. I am so happy and excited to share community with you all. I think a great place for us to start would be with you, Rebecca, um, learning about your background and why you founded The Fashion Connection. Well, I'm so excited to be chatting with you, Nicole, and for us to be expanding into the podcast realm to share sustainable fashion insights, strategies, connections, and resources more broadly with the vast and diverse U.S. sustainable fashion community. I am based in Washington, D.C., and I began my professional life working as a lawyer in labor and employment law for the federal government. I really pivoted to the sustainable fashion space in 2011, when I was living and working on the ground in Asia, across Asia. I worked in Malaysia, Hong Kong, and Beijing on a number of issues related to sustainable fashion, as well as with a fashion company on the ground. This included anti-human trafficking work, women's empowerment, poverty alleviation, and fair trade. I've always been incredibly passionate about fair trade and the importance of a living wage being something that really, um, I believe, should be guaranteed to all workers throughout our world. 
I then moved back to the U.S. and I worked on fashion in an array. I'm sorry, I worked on sustainable fashion in an array of ways. I naturally, being a lawyer, I've done advocacy work. I've done some work with the U.S. federal government working group around forced labor. I've worked with some of the household name advocacy organizations globally, as well as domestically, as well as some grassroots groups. And I founded a sustainable fashion brand. Over the past decade, I have learned a lot. I've met a lot of people who have incredible things to give in the sustainable fashion space. However, I found that for those of us who are connected with the U.S., whether we're living here, working here, um, are American ourselves, I mean, this is a broad industry, but there's something specific about doing this work in the American context. I found that we really weren't talking to each other as much as we should. Labor rights advocates were not always speaking to sustainable practitioners who had found solutions to some really tricky aspects of sustainable fashion and vice versa. Academia wasn't necessarily engaging in the advocacy space or with people who are involved in funding this space. So I just saw the spider web of connections in my mind. And I thought, what would happen in the sustainable fashion space if we could really bring people and ideas together? So here we're dedicated to working in white space in terms of what we do at the Fashion Connection. We have a lot of really exciting um, things that we're going to be launching this year and some things that we've already done in terms of a resource library and a guide for those working at the intersection of human trafficking and fashion. We've promoted the work of so many other great groups. We've endorsed some key pieces of legislation, including SB 62 in California, which passed. We're very involved with the Fabric Act at the federal level. So this is an incredible year and an exciting time. As someone who's been involved in sustainable fashion for over a decade, I see this exponential ramp up. I also see really difficult challenges in the space too with greenwashing with what's going on now with the green guides and with um with the number of consumers who just don't feel comfortable purchasing sustainably because of messaging i see what's happening to our climate and how the united states fashion industry is not on track to meet 2030 climate goals so i think this is an exciting time with a lot of momentum but also showing that the needs are really dire and I am absolutely thrilled to be doing this work with Gabby Cleary, who I connected with almost a decade ago, also based in Washington, D.C., although um, our organization really has an incredible national scope. And I've just loved working with Gabby on a lot of grassroots engagements here in D.C. She's also an incredible thought leader and policy expert doing work at the international level at the World Bank. And... Gabby, I really appreciate your approach, um, which is so values aligned and, and inspired me, the organization, and, and really connected with my own, about let's bring us together and how can we walk that balance of having really high standards and moving the needle, um, but, but doing it in a way that is collaborative, fun, engaging, and brings in as many people and groups as, as possible. So very excited, Gabby, for you to share some about yourself and about your background. Thanks, Rebecca. Um, yeah, I mean, it's funny you mentioned that because that's how I was introduced into the sustainability space. Um, it was, well, first it came through my undergrad studies. Uh, my professor at the time, she, her interest was in like sustainability of food um, and supply chains. And so she integrated our business studies with sustainability. Um, and then I was uh, granted this research trip to Samso, Denmark, 
where they converted this island that ran off of pork. Well, it was a pork industry. You know, everyone worked around this pork factory. Um, but once the pork factory closed, they kind of lost their economy. So they converted their whole island to renewable energy. Um, it was actually a result of the Kyoto Protocol uh, talks. But I got to study on this island and interview citizens on the island and work with the engineers on how they went about this transition. And a lot of it was a collaborative effort. It was it was having conversations with people, having inclusive conversations, using a lot of, um, I wouldn't like, I, I guess you could say therapy tactics. Um, like having like, I mean, you know, it might sound cheesy, but like a talking stick, um, not having people sitting with their backs towards each other, but having an open circle so that everyone sees each other and everyone feels included. And so I really like engaging with this experience, hearing everyone's stories, how they transition their lifestyles, how they change just a whole system. It made me think about the fashion industry because I've always wanted to work in fashion since I was little. Uh, at first it was design, um, but then I was like, I don't have the patience to sew. And then I looked at the business side and I was like, there's not a lot of women on the business side of fashion. So I was like, let's go into business. And then as I learned more about sustainability and then I looked at the fashion industry, I was like, oh, there's a big problem here. And seeing this example of an island that changed their whole way of living made me think, oh, this is practical and you could do this with an industry. In fact, it might be a little bit easier to do with an industry than like a city or a country given um, the larger uh population because this is just a small island so it's easier to work with a small community but um I left that trip thinking I'm going to like I'm going to go into sustainable fashion I didn't know how to go about it in the states yet and so I just applied for a nonprofit fashion foundation in DC and then I met other amazing women who were just starting or had the same interests in the space and then we um, launched the first sustainable fashion conference in 20 18 I think yeah 2018 um and from then on that's where that's how I met Rebecca um was through that experience and um I've just been on the journey since but Costanza you recently joined uh, the fashion connection and I really intrigued from your background and the transition you're making into the sustainable fashion space so I would love to for you to expand on that with everyone Thank you so much, Gabby, for your introduction. As you were saying, I joined the Fashion Connection Reality a few months ago in December. And before this experience, I had my first approach to the fashion industry a few years ago when I was working first for Prada and then for Gucci when I was still living in Italy. And I was covering for them the position of project analyst and change management specialist. And working for them for these two luxury fashion brands I fell in love with the fashion industry and thanks to the roles that I was covering, I had the opportunity to see how these companies work, to see their productions, their supply chains, their departments, their stores, and also all the problems and waste related to the fashion industry and how these companies are trying to look for solutions for these problems. Once I, I was working with the sustainability department, and we were trying to find solution to reduce sampling production waste. At that moment, I realized how much I wanted to have an active role 
in the fashion industry and to find innovative solutions to make this industry more sustainable. So I decided to move abroad in New York City and to start a master program in sustainable fashion at Glasgow Caledonian College. And this master program allowed me to achieve an analytical, qualitative and quantitative knowledge about sustainable fashion. And I also had the opportunity to deep dive more in my passion for circular economy and textile. Indeed, I wrote my thesis on how to make the textile industry and the fashion industry sustainable through industrial symbiosis. I know industrial symbiosis is not a very common topic, but I believe it's very important because it's an application of circular economy between companies from different sectors that decide to exchange their ways to find innovative solutions. For example, for my thesis, I had the opportunity to interview some companies and I interviewed this company in Italy that they are recovering textile waste to create paper. I love this kind of solutions. And during my master program, I decided to follow a project with this agency that provides sustainable materials for the fashion companies because they wanted to achieve a complete knowledge about materials, certifications, uh, meals and all the sustainable practices that the meals should follow. And I also start working for a nonprofit, Hechos por Nosotros. It's a nonprofit that has a consultative status at, in the United Nations and they are focused on research and education project. I follow projects about circularity, uh, fabric waste, sustainability, and I'm learning a lot. And in December, before my graduation, I, a, class, a classmate of mine put me in touch with Rebecca and the Fashion Connection Reality. And I immediately fell in love with their mission because I think it's fundamental to spread out information about ethical and sustainable fashion. So here I am and I'm looking forward to work with all of you. And I, I leave the floor to Carolina. Do you want to? Tell us more about you and your experiences. Yeah, thanks so much, Costanza. And, um, you know, similar to you, uh, my background also started um, in the conventional, you know, fashion background. So I um, was working in retail for Macy's for, um, I started about 15 years ago at this point. And I was with the company for a total of about 13 years. And I started with them as a buyer um, and I moved my way up to the company um, to um, financial planning. I worked in corporate strategy. Um, so, you know, and I moved a lot with the company to, you know, live in different places. I was in DC, I was in Los Angeles, I was in Miami, um, you know, and always in this, uh, the conventional fashion space and working in corporate strategy. And for me, it really wasn't until 2019 when what I call my sustainability awakening, you know, really began. Um, and it started for me as a concern towards climate change, um, as I had two little kids at the time who were, you know, two and four years old and, um, you know, began to notice more and pay attention more to, you know, the challenges that climate face, 
climate change presented and how they would be faced in their future, um, you know, what the world would mean for them. And so, you know, that was when I really started um, paying more attention, diving into this world, and I started educating myself. Um, and I took a, a course on climate change um, online. I actually, at the time, even started a blog to, you know, share the experience of how me and my family were trying to transform our lifestyles um, towards being more sustainable. And I, I joined a environmental nonprofit organization that focused on advocacy for climate change. Um, and so that's, again, you know, when my real awakening towards sustainability began. And then in 2020, you know, when the, when the pandemic happened um, and my kids' schools shut down, we were facing virtual school, I decided at that point to take a career break um, from, you know, my conventional fashion retail uh, job. And, you know, during that time, I also began to do some social soul searching um, to understand, you know, what steps did I really want to take in my career? I, you know, became interested in this realm of sustainability. Um, I have this background in fashion retail. Um, so, you know, I started to really do the soul searching about what would I want my career to look like next um, once I returned to work, um, you know, after the pandemic. So as I began to research, I decided to um, go back to grad school um, and do a graduate certificate course in sustainability. And that was in the fall of 2021. And it was around that time where I also came in contact with Rebecca, learned about the fashion connection, and, you know, thought of it as a, a fantastic opportunity, um, you know, not only to learn more about what sustainable fashion means, how to connect, how to grow, and also, you know, for me, you know, contributing with my background in conventional retail um, to, you know, what strategies can be created or how could I contribute to this community, you know, to grow and make sustainable fashion, the conventional fashion. Um, so, you know, that is how I've um, got in touch with the fashion connection, how I've been learning. And I love that I've been learning so much through the fashion connection in conjunction with my graduate um, schoolwork um, as I've done, you know, research towards corporate sustainability research towards, um, you know, the impact of micro microplastics, research towards circular economy, and it's been so fantastic doing both at the same time. Um, so I think we've kind of gone around and, you know, Nicole, you kicked us off, um, but we didn't get to hear a lot from our, your background. So would love for you to jump in and share with us, you know, how you got involved with the Fashion Connection. Yeah, thanks. I love hearing how similar but also diverse our journeys have been. And my sustainability journey began probably before I even knew to call it that. I grew up in South Florida, which is one of the most ecologically important states in the U.S. because of its biodiversity of endemic species, 
and the amount of ecosystems that are supported by our various waterways and forests. So growing up, the natural environment really nurtured my curiosity and developed my reverence for the earth and for other beings. I was also always a very creative and inventive person. I was always making something or drawing and painting, and eventually I started illustrating fashion sketches. And when I was probably nine, I made this really awful jacket vest thing for my brother that he was super kind to wear for me. And now my family and I just really enjoy reminiscing on it. But I've just always really loved fashion. Um, and when I got to college, I was almost two years into undergrad, and I started feeling like I wasn't being creatively fulfilled. So I transferred to FITM in Los Angeles to study fashion design. Once I graduated from FITM, I started working in the industry, and I dabbled in styling as well as retail, and then I landed a job at a full-service fashion production company where I was consulting with hundreds of brands to bring their lines from ideation to creation. And I was managing everything from a concept sketch to the final product that you purchase in a store. And it was a really exciting time. I felt inspired. I had wonderful clients. And I was even helping brands reduce their carbon footprint by choosing alternative eco-materials and reducing their fabric waste. But while I was feeling really good on one hand, I was also all of a sudden privy to the underbelly of the industry and Los Angeles's history of sweatshop conditions and garment worker wage theft. And I became increasingly aware of fashion's role in social and environmental injustices. And this realization resulted in a personal paradigm shift that made me want to return to school to study environmental science and policy. And I really felt that if I was going to stay in the fashion industry, I needed to understand the science and the policies and the social dichotomies of the sustainability challenges and conversations that were happening in the industry. I found the Fashion Connection while I was in my final semester. And it's funny because when I found it, I had actually recognized Rebecca. I had recognized her brand and I remembered it from the company that I worked at in LA. So when I joined the team, everything just felt really full circle and now I'm just, I'm so glad to be part of such a wonderful organization and to have meaningful conversations with so many industry thought leaders and wonderful people like yourselves and the members of our community. I thank you all for being here and for chatting and our first episode is now done. <laughs> It's so exciting. Thank I love you, it. Nicole. Thank you. I love how it really came full circle. Yeah. 
And thank you to our listeners for tuning into this episode and for joining us on our new venture. We hope that you'll tune in to our next episode, which will focus on domestic apparel manufacturing, land use change, and cultural preservation. And if you haven't already, head over to our website, thefashionconnection.org, and check out our resources to deepen your commitment to a more sustainable fashion future. If you're looking for more sustainable connections, join our platform. There you can network with other like-minded industry professionals, find your next career opportunity, and read the latest industry news and reports.